0: all cars, with Noah Beery as Dr. Heinrich Mueller. Calling all cars, attention all cars, calling all Contra Costa County Sheriff's cars, broadcast 49, a murder in Walnut Canyon, stand by for description of the of a big sedan traveling ahead of them. That big car off ahead's acting mighty suspicious. Slowing down at a couple of gas stations like he was going in. Yeah, that is funny. He always turns back on the road real quick and then speeds away. You suppose it could be that gang who's been holding up gas stations? Well, it sure looks queer to me. Hey, there he goes, into a station. Come on, if the mugger tries to stick up, we'll catch him red-handed. Get your gun out. Fill her up with cracks, and you'd better let me have a couple of quarts of Sinclair, Pennsylvania, motor oil. Hey, hey, don't shoot. Uh, What's the matter? What have I done? Well, now that I see who it is, uh, I guess it's a false alarm. But I sure thought I was going to stop a gas station robbery. We've been driving in and out of every station for the past mile, and I figured you were looking for one to stick up. (laughs) Well, that is funny. As a matter of fact, I've been looking for a station and sold Rio Grande crack gasoline. I won't use anything else in my car. Hey, hey there, uh, wait a minute. What kind of oil is that you're giving me? Why, it's Pennsylvania oil, sir. Well, I want Sinclair Pennsylvania oil in cans. I don't like to buy oil in bulk. I'd like to know what I'm getting. Open a can of uh, Sinclair Pennsylvania, will you? Yes, sir. By the way, uh, what do you officers know about this murder in Walnut Creek? Oh, you mean that sad that, uh... (laughs) Tonight, Calling All Cars is honored to have as its guest the oldest sheriff in point of service in the United States. Sheriff R. R. Veal of Contra Costa County, California, has worn his badge of office for 40 consecutive years. It is with great pleasure that we introduce Sheriff Veal from San Francisco. In a few seconds, you will hear the Dean of American Peace Officers. then you are presented with a different problem. Our story tonight could well be called The Perfect Crime. At least that is what it was planned to be. For the criminal whose career we will dramatize tonight, carefully built the foundation of his crime for two years. He anticipated, as he thought, every possible clue to the police could find but he was not careful enough. He was pitted against his mind against the scientific mind of not one individual but a legion of peace officers. He lost. He was doomed to lose before he started. You cannot beat the game. Before I say good night, I would like to congratulate the Royal Grande Oil Company on the great work their radio broadcast, Calling All Cars, is doing to educate citizens and taxpayers to an understanding of your peace officers' problems. We whose lives are devoted to keeping the peace are very grateful. And now, on with the show. The deep shadows are pushed aside by a twinkling beam of light. In his isolated laboratory, Dr. Heinrich Wheeler is working late. The Mexican watchman, making his rounds with his little dog, peers through the window, sees the doctor's huge frame bent low over his report, and hears the doctor humming an old German. I'm my rounds, and I see the light. Oh, yeah, yeah, quite right. I, I was going to call you anyway.
1: Si, senor, uh, what is it you eat?
0: Hey, well, I, I just wanted to tell you, Doc, that, that I would be working late tonight. All night, perhaps, and, and you needn't stay.
1: Well, then, senor, but could not you work as well as tomorrow when it is light? Oh, I... <laughs> Too bad you lose your sleep. Uh-huh. Dresses too,
0: eh? I am a poor man. I cannot afford to gamble. Oh, of course I, I was just fooling, Pedro. I am a poor man too. Oh look, here's all the money I have. Why I haven't even a dollar. Look, ninety eight cents. That's all I have in the world.
1: after tonight's work you will be rich.
0: Yeah, Pedro. After tonight's work, I will be rich. And then, oh, perhaps I can get for myself a new ribbon for my watch, Bob. Oh, uh, did I ever show you my watch, Pedro? No, I think not, senor. Very interesting. Watch this watch. I got it from my core mate at Heidelberg. Ah, uh, well, but... You wouldn't know anything about that,
1: would you,
0: eh? <laughs> with me <laughs> mm, I hate to let you have that, Buddha, Thomas, But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I can get another one somewhere with the two hundred or a thousand dollars worth of insurance which my wife will collect after my Oh, pardon me, Mr. Thomas. I mean you bought there, You look convincing enough to me. Dressed in mine clothes, with mine 98 cents on mine watch in your pocket, you oh, would almost pass for me as it is. Ah, but after you have been cremated, then, then, my dear friend, you will be perfect. You stunned to a turn. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, I nearly forgot one thing. One little thing. the Bournemouth Canyon are lit with the firing flames of Dr. Heinrich Miller's laboratory. Pedro the watchman, just retiring in his cabin a quarter mile away, is attracted by the explosion. He calls the fire department and grabbing an extinguisher rushes up the hill to fight the flames himself. With the assistance of the fire department, the blaze is put out before the laboratory is completely destroyed. But when the body is discovered on the laboratory floor, Sheriff R.R. Beale of Santa Costa County is notified. He arrives on the scene with his son, Under Sheriff W.M. Beale, just after the doctor's is Senora, you are the sheriff? Yes, what's the problem? And there was a fire, and when the fire she is out, we find it moving. Whose place is there? This is the laboratory
1: of the Dr. That's Muller.
0: It. And who is the dead man?
1: He is the Dr. Muller. How do you know? Madre Dios, so what for him? I talked to him just a
0: half hour ago. Yes, yes sir. Phone to the coroner and take a look around. How's oh. Who's this woman?
1: That is Senora Muller. Oh, I
0: see. I beg pardon, ma'am, I'm the shelf. Is this
1: your husband?
0: <laughs> have you any idea how this
1: happened? He, he was working on a new formula. The chemicals are explosive. Something must have gone wrong. I see.
0: Oh,
1: he was the best man in the world. A great scientist. And a perfect husband. What? Oh. Will you, know, you send for the undertaker, Sheriff? <laughs> <laughs> Dead. He was killed in his own laboratory.
0: He's dead violently, and in all such cases, we're calling him, and must investigate the scene before the body is removed.
1: Does that mean there must be an inquest? Yes. Oh, but care of that's so unnecessary.
0: I'm sorry, but it's the law. Very
1: well. But won't you please get it over with just as soon as possible? Oh, I can
0: stand my words. Yes, ma'am, we certainly will. Now, i suggest that you go home and try to get some rest. Rest?
1: Rest? Why do you think I can get any rest
0: tonight? Well, still, it would be more sensible than standing around here in the chill air. Please do, ma'am. There's nothing more you can do here.
1: very well. I'll I'll go. That's
0: right. We'll let you know when the inquest is to be.
1: All right, sir. Good night. Good night. night. Did you get
0: rid of her, Dad? Yes, why? I found some things that don't look right. What? Well, this, for instance, a half-burned Bible. It was in the wastebats. Sheriff Beale works long into the night, examining the sample of blood-stained wood. The next morning, he reports to his father. Well, Bill, what did you find? Uh, it's human blood, Dad, and it's at least two days old. Then we have a murder case on our hands, Right. And the absence of his brother Harwood looks mighty significant. Bill, the from Pedro has a convincing story. With no proof, Harwood and Pedro may be confederates in the crime. Well, you better check back on Miller's movements for the past few days and also take Pedro over to Berkeley and question him on Chief Ballmer's lie detector. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Thompson, uh, see you. What does he want? Uh, I he's Mr. Mueller's attorney. Oh, very well. I'll send him in. Okay, Bill. you better get Yeah, there. right away. Good morning, sir. What can I do for you? I'm uh, Miller's attorney. Thompson's his name. Well, I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. Won't you sit down? Thank okay. you. No, what is it? Sheriff, my client is extremely upset about this whole thing. No, sure. He wants to get it over with as quickly as possible, and I've come to see you to find out how. Dr. Mueller showed him 98 cents and said that was all the money he had in the world. When we found the watch and the 98 cents on the victim. Right.
1: Now, I'm convinced
0: that Pedro had nothing to do with it. I'm willing to eliminate him and start searching for this better Harwood. Oh, good morning, Thank Dr. Lee. good morning, Sheriff. Well, I've completed my autopsy. Good. What did you find? The victim met his death by hemorrhage of the brain, caused by three heavy blows in the skull by some blunt instrument. How long ago were these blows struck? And the man has been dead two days. Yeah, but Pedro the Watson claims he'd seen Dr. Mueller last night at 9 o'clock. Bill, I don't think the victim is Dr. Mueller. What? There's very great room for doubt. According to the statement of Mr. and Mrs. Carter, with whom the doctor had dinner last night, he ate spinach, beans, coffee, and pie. Yes, that's right. And I examined the contents of his stomach, and I found no traces of any of these foods. But Mrs. Mueller positively identified the body this morning. She pointed out that her husband had his left canine tooth missing. Now, wait a minute. The left canine tooth of the victim was knocked out after death. Well, I'll be a tough eyed turnkey. And furthermore, I've examined some of the unburned portions of the victim's clothing. They were soaked in inflammable chemicals. Mm, Murdered and then made into a torch. eh? Right. (laughs) Now we've got to start all over again. Look here, Dr. Lee. I don't doubt your word, but uh, we've got to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that the victim is not Dr. Mueller. Is there any portion of the victim's body that isn't burned beyond recognition? Well, yes, the right side of his face lay on the floor. Uh, Any hair on it? Yes, some on the temples. Fine. What are you going to do, Bill? I'm going to get some of the combings out of Dr. Mueller's hairbrush and ask Schneider over at the university to compare them. That'll give us another check. <laughs> Under Sheriff Beale manages to procure some of Mueller's hair from his military brushes and also to obtain a picture of a man. Albert Schneider, criminologist at the University of California, examines the hair and finds the combings are different from the victim's hair. <laughs> The unburned ear of the victim is compared with Mueller's ear on the photograph and found to be dissimilar. Through the aid of the San Francisco examiner, a dentist is found who has done work on Dr. Mueller's teeth. He examines the corpse and finds that the body is not that of Mueller. Police now center their search for Harwood. An undertaker in Placerville is located who identifies the murder victim as Harwood himself. Endless by laborer and religious fanatics. $1,000 reward. Arrest and hold one Dr. Heinrich Mueller wanted for murder. 36 years old, height 6 feet 1 inch, weight 200 pounds. Mueller is wanted for the murder of Thomas Harwood in his laboratory at Walnut Creek, Contra Costa County, California on Thursday, July 30th, 1925 at 9 p.m. Mueller was heavily insured for the benefit of his wife. reward would be paid for the arrest and delivery of Heinrich Miller to me at any place in the world. Arrest, hold, and wire at my expense. I hold warrant for murder. While descriptions of Miller are sent to every police station in the world, while police are watching all railroad and bus terminals, steam trip docks, airports, and highways, while customs officers are scanning each person who crosses the Canadian and Mexican borders, Newspapers all over the country are prominently featuring Miller's picture and description, and asking their readers to look for him. <laughs> but ten days pass and no trace is discovered of the fugitive. Public interest runs high, and the manhunt is the subject of conversation everywhere. So it's no wonder that as Mister and Missus Stanford, owners of an apartment house in Oakland, are winding up an evening at Bridge with the couple next door. But the conversation turns to the crime.
2: Well, I think it's just terrible if the
0: police haven't done anything about it. Done anything about it? My darling, you don't realize what a swell job we've done already. I was talking to my friend Ralph Pigeon. Uh, you know him, Eddie. He's a patrolman on the Berkeley Force. Sure, I know, Ralph. Oh, uh, Ralph tells me that if it hadn't been for Sheriff Veal insisting on an in autopsy, we'd have buried that poor Harwood thinking he was Mueller. Yeah. Mrs. Mueller was anxious to get the thing over with. Sure looked like an accident.
2: Well, how do they know Dr. Mueller did it?
0: Looks like he did it all right. He skipped town. They found he'd drawn $900 out of the bank the morning of the murder. Yeah, and he had himself insured for 200 grand.
2: And him an intelligent man, too, with an education and all. just don't seem possible that a fellow like that to do such a thing.
0: Have you seen a picture of him, Stella?
2: Oh, land sake, no. I've been so busy getting these apartments redecorated, I ain't seen the paper for two weeks. All I know is what Joe tells
0: me. Now, if you ever get a look at the guy's picture, you think he could do it.
2: Well, I'd like to get a look at his picture. Well, it must be around here someplace.
0: Where's
1: that last you He's
2: open for them. Oh, it's right there by the Davenport. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, there you are, fellow.
0: Look at that picture.
2: certainly does look cruel. Mm -hmm. Why, Joe! Huh? What Why, he's a dead image for Captain Spangler. What? Yes, look. Now, put your hand over the lower half of the picture. See? The eyes are the same.
0: Who's Captain Spangler? Oh, you know that mining engineer from Mexico? He's always taken an apartment with us here every time he's been north in the last two years. Oh, yeah? Is he back? Yeah. Yeah. He came in town a week ago Thursday. Thursday. Wait a minute. Mueller committed this murder Thursday night. And Captain
2: Spangler's been acting mighty queer. Never acted like it before. I tried to talk to him yesterday about the murder. He walked right by me. He's rude about it. Said he didn't know nothing about murders and didn't want to. And a couple of days ago, when I went up to clean the apartment, he yelled at me to go away and leave him alone. Oh,
0: he sure, he looks like this picture. Hey, you better call the police. Oh, but
2: what if Captain Spangler isn't Doctor Mueller, but is really Captain Spangler? Why, they might sue us.
0: Yeah, and well, if Captain Spangler is Doctor Mueller, you can go to the pen for harboring a fugitive. I'm going to call up Ralph Pigeon right away. Within a half an hour, a party of police under the command of Captain C.D. Lee arrives at the apartment house. Captain Lee defends his men around the building covering every exit. Then he approaches the door of apartment number seven where Captain Spangler is are against the criminal from the start. And the old, old bromide is truer today than ever. Crime does not pay. And now, in appreciation of the fine performance given tonight by our guest star, Mr. Noah Beery, I am authorized to enroll him as a member of Rio Grande's Junior Police Department. And Mr. Beery is to be more than a member. He is hereby given an honorary appointment as lieutenant of junior police. Mr. Beery, if you'll just stand up here close to the microphone, I'll pin this Lieutenant's badge on you right now. Oh. Well, now, I I do appreciate this. And I consider it a very great honor to be a lieutenant in a junior police force that has nearly 100,000 members. I think the real Grandy Oil Company is to be congratulated on mobilizing so many boys and girls to help the police maintain law and order. I've heard of this junior police department, even out in the movie studios where I work. I think most of the child screen actors are now members and proudly wearing the real metal police badge. I understand that all members get safety training, and does not pay. A particular crime that does not pay is the practice in some service stations of substituting a cheap bulk motor oil when you call for a well-known brand. Inspectors continually catch and find these offenders, yet thousands of motorists are robbed daily by the trickery. Your protection is to look for a Sinclair dealer because he sells Sinclair motor oils in tamper-proof cans and only in cans. And you can get Sinclair oils wherever Rio Grande cracked gasoline is sold. All Cars is written and produced by William N. Lopes. This is your narrator, Frederick Lindsay, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande the Oil Company. The Rio Grande Oil Company. Los well, the Police calling all cars, attention all cars. Calling all Los Angeles County Sheriff's cars. Broadcast 50 regarding a murder on Riverside Drive. All cars be on the lookout.